0: From KQED.
1: This is Cued Up storytelling with heart. I'm John Sepulveda. You're listening to the Trials of Marvin Much, and this is Chapter Two. Now, if you haven't heard the first chapter, go back and listen, because this is a complicated story. Here's a refresher. We met Marvin Much as he was being released after 41 years in prison, and we learned a little bit about the murder of 13-year-old Cassie Riley in late 1974. But to understand what happened, or didn't happen, when Cassie Riley was murdered, we need to go back even further, to 1960, when Marvin was just three years old and lost in the woods. Here's KQED reporter Alex Emsley.
2: Police had learned Marvin Much's name by the time he was a toddler, around the time he learned to run.
3: That's what I did most of the time, is I would run away a lot.
2: He even made the newspaper. A three-dot column in the January 6th edition of the Oakland Tribune describes a stocky, freckled, redheaded, little Marvin the Terrible, who has a rap sheet as long as his arm.
3: We were actually up on Mount Hamilton Road and I'd taken off and so they had they had like a wilderness search crews and cops and everybody was looking for me.
2: The short article is the earliest documentation of Marvin we could find. It almost too perfectly foreshadows his life, bouncing from institution to institution, defiant to his own destruction. The column even includes a little cartoon alongside the description of Marvin Lee Much, itchy-footed three-year-old. In the cartoon, Marvin's face is scrunched up, determined. He's surrounded by scolding police officers.
3: And they finally found me, and the news of the day was this guy, itchy foot. The sergeant said, uh, yeah, we call this guy itchy foot because he's always taken off.
2: Marvin had his reasons. His father wasn't in the picture. His mother was in and out of the hospital. And Marvin?
3: I was this person who went from foster home to foster home. One of the first foster homes I can remember, my mother was sick, Uh, other things were happening. So they took me and placed me in a foster home. And I was crying for my mother. uh, And the woman had told me that I'm not going home. My mother's dead. Months later, when my mother came to pick me up, I thought she was a ghost.
2: This is the trials of Marvin Munch.
3: I think everybody's life is haunted to an extent, but sometimes, uh, The haunting is more than just ghosts and sometimes it's real.
0: Many, many, many innocent people get caught up in the criminal justice system. I believe he was guilty. There's no doubt in my mind. As shitty
4: as my childhood was, that phone call essentially put an end to whatever family I had.
0: I don't know that there's any evidence that they fastened on Marvin more than any other lost boys in those situations. That's who ends up in the criminal justice system.
1: Chapter Two, Lost Boy.
4: Marvin, <laughs> Marvin was a pain in the ass.
2: That's Marvin's sister, Valerie. She's two years younger.
4: Marvin was a cocky son of a bitch when he was a kid. And he was a Mr. Know-it-all, and he still is. I mean, he still is. But. The difference is is he does know a lot. So usually when he knows it all, he really knows it all.
2: Even though she and her brother butted heads, she depended on Marvin.
4: He was tough. He was a tough little kid. But I think that's because he had to be tough. I don't think inside he was really tough.
3: I never knew why I was running off all the time. And I didn't know where I was going, and I didn't know what I was running from. But I just knew Uh, some of the foster homes were very, very bad. I was in one foster home where uh, the guy, if he didn't like what you did, he'd have, tell you, come over here. And as soon as you got within arm's reach, he would knock you out, literally knock you unconscious. And you would wake up, he'd say, get your ass to your room. and He did that all the time.
2: Growing up in and out of foster care and group homes, Marvin was living through a pretty common pattern. Kids in the foster care system aren't much more likely to commit crimes, but they are far more likely to be arrested.
3: Everybody I've met in foster care, I've met in prison. Everybody I knew in foster care, I've seen in prison at one time or another.
0: Reading the reports made by various psychiatric experts in the prison system over the years they focus on Marvin's juvenile history as if he were the baddest boy in town.
2: That's Susan Rutberg, an attorney who represented Marvin many years later.
0: And when I read it, I see a lost boy who didn't have a father, whose mother was mentally ill, and who acted out because he was not taken care of. But I think at 18, he was almost a model citizen.
2: It was 1974. Marvin had just graduated high school and his mom had moved the family, Marvin, Valerie, and their two younger half-sisters to Union City.
0: He was supporting his family. He had a job, a regular job as a security guard. He was not drinking or doing drugs. He was being there for his sister.
3: Part of the reason I got a job is because we needed to buy food and we had to eat. And uh, my sister Valerie, uh, her main job was to take care of the two little ones and cook and clean the house. She did, she did
4: everything. Marvin had, he had a different kind of responsibility because although I did a lot of the, the cooking and cleaning and playing surrogate mom, he was the surrogate father. I was 18 years old. I figured,
3: you know, I'm a man. I'm the man of the house. And uh, uh, I liked that role. I really did.
2: Marvin's security job provided more than just a paycheck, thanks to his assignment at Bell Brand Snack Foods.
3: Bell Brand Natural Style Potato Chips ring with natural flavor.
2: Yeah, I would go to the potato
3: chip factory and get in the back of trucks and take cases of potato chips and, you know, snack stuff and put them in my trunk. And I justified it by, well, you know, I work here and they throw a lot of this stuff away. And, uh, but the fact remains, I was still cutting through the fields and jumping fences and getting in the back of trucks. And I'm supposed to be the security guard there. If it rings with natural flavor, it's Bell.
2: Marvin scrounged up enough money to buy a beat up Lincoln Continental for $150. He'd tool around in it after work, driving to Livermore to visit his girlfriend or cruising other East Bay neighborhoods, trying to pick up other girls. I was a big flirt. I had a lot of girlfriends. Maybe it's just his general optimism coming through Or maybe things were really looking up for Marvin in the summer of 74. He wore his security guard uniform even after work, complete with 38 revolver, because he liked the feeling of authority. He just picked up a stylish, powder blue Lincoln Continental, never mind the dented fender. And the girls, both his steady girlfriend and the others, liked his long black hair. In late September of 1974, 13-year-old Cassie Riley was murdered. Somebody held her head under the water until she drowned in a shallow creek about a block away from her home. When her father found her body the next morning, she'd been stripped mostly naked and left on the bank. Marvin and Valerie lived just a mile away.
3: Next morning, we heard about it and uh Actually, my sister told me, hey, did you hear there was a murder down here? And uh, I said, no. Where was it? She
4: said, it was at the creek. When she was killed, we were in that situation where Mom was gone. And I know that um, we were scrambling a lot to try and take care of ourselves.
2: Marvin and Valerie, playing the roles of mom and dad, argued about how to keep their little sisters safe, whether or not to let them outside. On top of that, Marvin wasn't exactly driving legally. I was more worried about the fact that there was cops everywhere, and
3: I didn't have a license, and I didn't have insurance, and I didn't have registration for my car.
2: The weeks following Cassie Riley's murder were tense. The neighborhood was empty. The kids who used to fill the streets and park were kept inside. Union City police officers were interviewing many of them, including dozens of teenage boys, many who claimed to have been dating Cassie, or wanted to date her, or had dated her. But police weren't able to place any of Cassie's classmates at the scene of her murder. They did have witnesses who said they'd seen someone they didn't know talking to Cassie the evening she was killed, a long-haired man in a uniform. He was seen driving a light-colored car, possibly a Lincoln Continental, with a dent in the fender. Police fed those details to the local newspaper, The Argus, which printed them in its October 8th, 1974 edition.
1: Police have issued a description of a young man sought for questioning in connection with the September 24th murder of 13-year-old Cassie Riley. According to Union City Detective George Bist, he is at least a witness and possibly the last person to see the girl alive. Bist said the man is not really a suspect, but was one of the people seen talking to Cassie the afternoon she disappeared. The Argus, October 9th, 1974.
4: One of the girls that I knew brought a newspaper over to the house. It had a description of Marvin and his car, and it was saying that he was a possible witness. And so for me, it was like, oh my God, Marvin knows something and doesn't even know he knows it. So I called the police and told them that the person in the newspaper was my brother.
2: phone call would change everything for Marvin, for Valerie, and for anyone interested in who killed Cassie Riley. As soon as he spoke with Valerie, Union City Detective George Biss's investigation started moving quickly. Biss didn't want to talk to us about this case. He said no repeatedly, but you can follow his paper trail. He called the security company Marvin worked for, which confirmed his uniform, car, and work schedule. Biss then called Livermore Police, recounted a shocking rap sheet for Marvin, including, quote, several crimes, some of which involve arrests for battery, burglary, rape with force, brandishing a weapon, assault with intent to commit rape, again, rape with force, and section 288 of the Penal Code, commonly known as crimes against children. Marvin says that record is false, a product of his time in group homes, when police would include him and other boys in lineups for pretty much every crime.
3: Anytime anything happened, there was a card on the door coming to see us. We want to see you about this. And it didn't help that, you know, I was I antagonized him a lot. I was a smart ass. I I did a lot of mouth off to the police.
2: Knowing the truth of Marvin's criminal record is difficult. Any serious allegations against him, the rape and assaults, were dismissed or never even charged. Without those crimes, Marvin's record isn't very serious petty theft, truancy, vandalism, and running away. But with them, he might just fit the profile of the person who killed Cassie Riley. Either way, the information from Livermore was enough to turn Marvin from potential witness to main suspect in a matter of hours.
4: I called the police and told them that it was Marvin. And then they came over and it went from he might know something to He did something.
2: Valerie says it wasn't long before police showed up at the house, but Marvin wasn't there. He was out chasing girls.
3: There was a girl with me I had met several days before, and we were out uh, for the night and pulled into this uh, area where there was a store and a little, uh, there was a bar.
2: He didn't see the Alameda County Sheriff's deputies until they were all around him. As soon as I stopped the car, I was surrounded
3: by uh, police and uh, a guy stuck a shotgun in my face and told me to get on the ground. Uh, They made me lay face down and uh, was holding a shotgun on me while another person handcuffed me. They put me in a squad car.
4: More people showed up and they started like going through the desks and the bookcases and they went through his clothes. They took a lot of stuff. And then They said that he had been arrested. They just said I was
3: under arrest. And uh, they didn't say why. They just said I was under arrest, put me in a car.
4: I just remember thinking, how crazy. This is so crazy. You know, the whole thing was just crazy.
3: It wasn't until I got to the police station that a person came and said they were um, investigating a murder.
4: When I called, I was like being the good citizen and if I, if I could take my knowledge and go back, I would have never made that decision, ever. As shitty as my childhood was, that phone call essentially put an end to whatever family I had. If I had just not made the phone call, then it would have happened. But I did. And he's the one who paid the price for it.
2: Next time, on The Trials of Marvin Much.
0: The sister thought she was providing information about uh, her brother being in the park that day as a witness to what happened. She never believed he was capable of murder.
1: They were very afraid that um, she could be knocked off their course if she ever talked to anybody,
0: and so they hit her. It's completely unethical for a prosecutor to manipulate a, a teenage witness in that way. Marvin was arrested because
4: I did something. The district attorney is using me to hurt Marvin. The easiest thing to do was to eliminate myself from the situation. Eliminate Valerie much, you eliminate the case.
1: Listening to Cued Up. The Trials of Marvin Much was reported by Alex Emsley and Adam Grossberg. They also produced an incredible documentary film about Marvin's life. And if you want to watch it, which you should, go to the trials The Trials of Marvin Much is edited by Sandya Dirks. Our senior editors are Julia McAvoy and David Weir, senior producers of Cued Up, Holly Kernan and Ethan Lindsay. I'm John Zapulvado, and I know that you are curious about what happens next in Marvin's story. And the easy way to remedy that curiosity is to subscribe to QtUp to make sure you're listening to the latest episodes of The Trials of Marvin Much. You can do that wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like the story, rate us. It helps more people become aware of us and the stories we're telling.